1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Rocketmoney.com slash
2: Breaking news tonight, American coronavirus crisis. Hundreds of Americans evacuated, flown home after being trapped on a cruise ship. 14 of them now have the virus as the number of cases here in the U.S. nearly doubles. Flooding disaster, Mississippi under a state of emergency as floodwaters strand people in their homes. At least 18 people rescued Thousands of buildings at risk, plus two houses plummet into the Tennessee River after torrential rain. Texas explosion. A fireball shoots into the sky after a gas line in Texas ruptures, the latest on what caused the inferno. Deadly avalanche. A 400-ton wall of snow races down a Colorado mountain, burying three men. What one of them did to escape, plus the new avalanche warning tonight. Gambling on Nevada, Bernie Sanders surges in the polls ahead of this weekend's caucuses while the candidates turn their attacks on Michael Bloomberg. Will spending more than 400 million of his own money lift the billionaire into the next debate? Bizarre kidnapping plot. She pretended to be a photographer offering infant pictures for free, but police say it was an elaborate hoax designed to steal a new mother's baby. Russians on the radio. Vladimir Putin's government, accused of peddling propaganda on small town stations, is the talk radio host you're listening to being paid for by the Kremlin? Do I look like Russian propaganda? And tonight, they are some of the most popular singers in country music. So why are female artists having trouble getting airtime? The new study out with demands for equal play.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's
0: capital.
2: Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news because hundreds of Americans exposed to the coronavirus are back in the U.S., evacuated by the State Department from a cruise ship in Japan. Today, a top government scientist right here in Washington said they were rescued because the quarantine on board the Diamond Princess failed. 14 of those Americans tested positive for the virus. They were kept separate from the other passengers and are now being treated at U.S. hospitals, nearly doubling the number of Americans with coronavirus. The rest of those airlifted home are now in quarantine at U.S. military bases. Tonight, the number of cases worldwide tops 73,000, with more than 1,800 deaths. Carter Evans leads off our coverage tonight.
4: Crews in protective suits greeted the Americans as the two charter flights landed in Texas and here at Travis Air Force Base in California. U.S. officials said the quarantine on the Diamond Princess in Japan had failed. 14 evacuees tested positive for the virus and had to be isolated from other passengers. Many chronicled their journey on social media as they finally left the ship and boarded buses before flying.
1: We just landed, Carl and I in nebraska
4: jerry sarati goldman and her husband carl were among those who traveled to epley airfield outside omaha
5: clearly these were folks that had had a high index of suspicion that came to us and so all of them we knew that we would uh, evaluate them
2: this is our greeting team
5: this
4: was the scene at the base as they arrived Goldman's husband developed respiratory symptoms in transit and is currently being tested.
1: I'm not able to leave this room at all. She's being
4: housed on a medical center campus. There is also concern about the more than 2,000 passengers and crew members who were aboard the cruise ship Westerdam. They disembarked in Cambodia and had been given the all clear, but an American woman who had been a passenger now has tested positive. And health officials in Hawaii are now tracing the contacts of a Japanese couple who vacationed in Maui and Honolulu. Both were diagnosed with the coronavirus after returning home. And the evacuees who just arrived here at Travis Air Force Base are now beginning their 14-day quarantine. Meanwhile, the effects of the coronavirus are spreading to the tech world, with Apple announcing today its quarterly earnings could be lower than expected because of a production cut in iPhones in China. Nora.
2: A viral economic effect. Thank you, Carter. Tonight, the south is dealing with historic flooding, and the forecast calls for more rain tomorrow in parts of Mississippi, where a state of emergency has been declared. Rivers are also overflowing in Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee, and thousands are under mandatory evacuation orders. Omar Villafranca reports tonight from the flood zone
3: from mega mansions to mobile homes. Flood water surround hundreds of buildings around Jackson, Mississippi. In some neighborhoods, the only way to get around is by boat. The Mississippi Wildlife Department took us to some of the hardest hit neighborhoods where front lawns were flooded with three feet of water. Most of the residents here have evacuated but Major Dale Bell says the department's special response team has already rescued at least 18 people from their flooded homes. Some of the rescues people that just got up and their houses surrounded by water, the elderly people that couldn't get out. The Pearl River crested at more than 37 feet today, nine feet above flood stage, and officials are warning about what's in the water. What else is in this water? Besides raw sewage, chemicals. We'll see some small reptiles, some small alligators. Across the border, southwest Tennessee has received nearly eight inches more rainfall this year than normal, leading to a landslide in Hardin County that sent two homes crashing into the banks of the Tennessee River. Back here in Jackson, more than 25 inches have fallen, two times more than normal. The floodwaters have receded in some neighborhoods, but there is more rain in the forecast. Some areas could see as much as two inches, and that could actually mean flash flooding.
2: Nora. And that's the big concern. All right, Omar, thank you. We saw some pretty dramatic pictures this morning when a natural gas line ruptured outside a Sitco refinery in Corpus Christi, Texas this morning. Flames shot high in the air. An interstate was shut down. Residents were told to shelter in place. It took several hours to bring the fire under control, and luckily no one was hurt. Tonight, there are warnings of more avalanches in the Rocky Mountains after two men on snow bikes were killed over the weekend near Vail. A third man dug himself out. Maria Villarreal has the story. The frantic search to find the two men buried on this mountainside near Vail, Colorado lasted
6: hours. Hunter Schlepper used his beacon to try and find the missing.
7: As soon as we finally found where they were, we just started shoveling and shoveling and shoveling and trying to get down there about 15 to 20 feet deep below the surface.
6: Officials believe three men on motorized snow bikes triggered the avalanche Saturday afternoon. One rider was able to dig out, but the other two were swept into a gully covered in debris and snow.
7: It seemed like it might be too little too late, but, you know, there could be an air pocket.
6: 28-year-old Dylan Block and 30-year-old Cesar Almanza Hernandez were recovered Sunday morning. This avalanche rumbled 120 feet down the mountain and was 650 feet wide.
8: The risk is extreme right now, uh, especially with avalanche danger, with all the different snows on the snow layers that we're getting.
6: The threat of another one isn't over. Mireya Villarreal,
2: CBS News. Tonight, there are growing calls for the resignation of Attorney General Bill Barr, and they're coming from a bipartisan group of former officials who served inside the department he leads. Weisha Jiang joins us now from the White House. And, Weijia, the number of signatures on this letter doubled since this morning, and these former officials are calling Barr's actions outrageous, right? They are Nora, and they are also warning that
9: Barr's actions have damaged the reputation and the integrity of the Department of Justice and require him to step down. So far, 2003, former officials have signed the letter saying governments that use the enormous power of law enforcement to punish their enemies and reward their allies are not constitutional republics. They are autocracies. The backlash began last week after Barr challenged the work of career prosecutors in the case against Roger Stone, a long I'M FRIEND OF PRESIDENT TRUMP'S BY PUSHING FOR A SHORTER SENTENCE THAN THOSE LAWYERS RECOMMENDED. Barr INSISTED THE PRESIDENT DOES NOT INFLUENCE HIS CHOICES. NOW, THOSE SIGNING THE LETTER HAVE ALSO CALLED ON EVERY CURRENT DOJ OFFICIAL TO REPORT FUTURE ABUSES AND, IF NECESSARY, TO RESIGN.
2: TONIGHT, THE DEPARTMENT OF JUSTICE HAS DECLINED TO COMMENT. Nora. ALL RIGHT, WEJA, THANK YOU. And there are already long lines of early voters in Nevada ahead of Saturday's Democratic caucuses. And while the race appears to be tight, the leading contenders are turning their fire on a candidate who isn't even competing there. Major Garrett reports.
5: Nevada's not been heard from yet.
6: I want a government that works for us, and that's why I'm here.
8: Democrats blanketed Nevada ahead of Saturday's caucuses, while Bernie Sanders, running ahead of the pack there, campaigned in neighboring California, the biggest delegate prize of the March 3rd Super Tuesday primary slate. Early caucus voting in Nevada showed more than 26,000 casting ballots, many first-time caucus-goers. But there is anxiety about the weekend vote. Nevada scrapped the same tabulating app that collapsed during the Iowa caucuses. Training is now on iPads.
5: If they don't make some changes, we're going to be Iowa the second time.
8: Not on the ballot, but drawing attention, former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg was on pace to spend $415 million leading up to Super Tuesday. The American people are sick and tired of billionaires buying elections. Bloomberg is still dealing with the fallout from his comments on stop-and-frisk, which disproportionately affected African-Americans and Latinos. The Bloomberg campaign released two new ads to shore up support among minority voters. I know my story would have turned out very differently if I had been black.
2: And Major joins us tonight. There's an intense back and forth going on between Sanders and the Bloomberg campaign. What's behind it?
8: For the first time, you really got the sense that campaigns have turned their eyes toward one another. Bloomberg accusing Sanders of turning a blind eye to threatening and profane online tactics from some of his supporters. Sanders says that Bloomberg has an elitist contempt for working people and gasp-inducing in Democratic circles is a golf partner of President Trump's.
2: All right, Major. Thank you. Tonight, a woman in Washington state is charged with posing as a baby photographer in a bizarre plot to poison an unsuspecting mother and steal her baby. Jamie Ucas reports.
6: Tonight, 38-year-old Juliet Parker and her 16-year-old daughter are accused of an elaborate kidnapping and poisoning plot.
5: She wanted a girl and she wanted him five weeks and younger, younger so she could raise it herself, take it out of state and pretend that was a newborn of her own.
6: Officers say Parker posed as a photographer and joined a new mom's Facebook group, offering free maternity and newborn photos to build a portfolio. But detectives say when she showed up to one mom's home, her motive was much more sinister. They put drugs in a cupcake, she ate it for the attempt to take her kid. The unnamed victim told officers she became woozy from that cupcake, but managed to order Parker out and call 911. She told detectives she saw Parker wipe her fingerprints from objects inside the home and take selfies with the baby. Parker then stole the house keys.
8: I'm Julia Parker and I'm running for mayor of
6: Colorado
2: Springs. I'm Just
6: last you. year, she finished second in the Colorado Springs mayor's race. Now using multiple aliases, deputies say she targeted at least 10 expectant moms. She used her sleeve to open the front door. Victoria <laughs> Morris says she too almost fell victim. It makes
8: me anxious to know that people like that can be so manipulative
6: and really work their way into your life. Tonight, Parker lashed out at the victim online, accusing her of destroying her budding photography business, and she denied the charges. Nora, tomorrow, Parker will appear in court where the victim will also speak publicly for the first time about her terrifying ordeal.
2: And that cupcake detail, so strange. All right, Jamie, thank you. As the FBI and other federal agencies look for signs of Russian interference in the 2020 election, you might be surprised to learn Russian propaganda is being transmitted right now on America's airwaves. It's happening in the middle of the country, just outside Kansas City. So Jeff Begays gave it a listen. Kansas
7: City may be known for jazz, but there's a new sound these days.
8: You're listening to Radio Sputnik
7: airing on three stations here. Radio Sputnik is funded by the Kremlin, but delivered by Americans from a Washington studio.
2: The capital of the divided states of America.
7: U.S. intelligence believes the Russian government uses Sputnik to influence American voters. Donald Trump, you're a wimp on Ukraine DNC. Kansas City community organizer Anita Dixon is annoyed by what she's hearing.
2: Borderline propaganda straddle the fence, treasonous. This is what this is to
7: me. The Kansas City Star warned, beware of Radio Sputnik, adding that Putin uses misinformation to divide. I just sell time. Arnold Ferralito owns RM Broadcasting, which finds airtime for Russian state media like
5: Radio Sputnik. The American people are not deplorables, and they do not have to be forced by our government to tell them what they can and can't listen to or watch.
7: But Anita Dixon believes the divisive content will take its toll. Message.
2: Once you divide families, once you divide health care, once you divide those things, you will be conquered.
7: It is debatable whether Radio Sputnik actually has the power to do that. But here, it's clearly gotten listeners' attention. Jeff
2: Begay, CBS News,
7: Kansas City.
2: From Casey Musgraves to Carrie Underwood, many of the top-selling artists in country music are women. So why are they gasping for airtime on country music radio? Here's Nikki Batiste on the Fight for Equal Play. Have you had a
9: difficult time getting your songs on country radio? Yeah. Music artist Lindsay L. is a victim of that unspoken rule, the country music radio stations play a limited number of songs by female artists and definitely not back to back.
6: I really think that this whole problem of ratios of male to females being played on country radio rolls back to the record labels.
9: And that's a big problem for women. Labels have power in a genre where radio is essential to building a fan base. A new study by Country Music Television, a division of Viacom CBS, backs Elle's claim. It found that 7 in 10 country radio listeners want to hear more female artists, but only 10% of airtime is dedicated to them. Go Country 105. When L.A.'s only country music radio station recently played Gabby Barrett and Kelsey Ballerini back-to-back, Variety reporter Chris Willman jokingly tweeted, Can't they get fined for that?
0: And I was taken aback like I'd just seen a unicorn. You can't play two women back-to-back.
9: Country music's brightest female stars quickly chimed in. Smells like white male bull, tweeted Casey Musgraves, and yet they can play 18 dudes who sound exactly the same back-to-back. This conversation is far above male versus female. It's about the music. Which is why country music television is now committed to making sure 50% of its videos
2: are performed by female artists. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, Los Angeles. And now a warning for women, researchers from Columbia University say after a bad night's sleep, women tend to eat poorly and eat more, and that raises the risk of cardiovascular disease. The CDC advises adults get at least seven hours of sleep each night. That explains that bag of chips. Tonight, one of America's most cherished newspapers finds itself in the news. To paraphrase its most famous past contributor, reports of the paper's death have been greatly exaggerated. Here's John Blackstone.
5: In the gold rush town of Downeyville, population about 300, the Mountain Messenger has been rolling off the presses for 166 years, making it California's oldest weekly newspaper. Even Mark Twain once wrote for The Messenger. Oh, yeah. For the past 30 years, its owner and editor has been Don Russell, a man with a ready laugh <laughs> who was ready to sell, but couldn't find a buyer until free, free at last. <laughs> Carl Butts showed up. And I'm just delighted that I found somebody stupid enough to take it over. <laughs> Butts, who retired to Downeyville about a decade ago, bought the Mountain Messenger instead of taking a long vacation. Then I thought, God, if I'm going around the world and the paper's gone, I'm going to feel guilty for the rest of my life for not stepping up and, and doing something I think I can do. When you bought the paper, the headlines say something like sucker found. Pigeon, I think he Pigeon is. found. Pigeon found, yeah. Owning the paper means doing just about everything. Deadlines here are Wednesday afternoon why is the paper so important to downeyville this past year the bank went away the gas station's been closed you know the the town is like dying but now the mountain messenger will live on local papers can be something to bind together a community butts may be a pigeon but he's a pigeon that delivers John Blackstone, CBS News, San Francisco.
2: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, why are these kids wearing costumes to support their superhero classmate? We'll explain. And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. See you back here tomorrow. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com/slash survey.
2: Have you ever wondered
9: how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.